Hello and welcome to Narcissistic Abuse Rehab. My name is Em and I'm a certified life coach, author, and educator. Today we're going to talk about depression, anxiety, and the narcissist. By the end of this message, you're going to have a greater understanding of how narcissists manage their pain and why narcissists seek therapy. It's a common misconception that they never seek treatment. In reality, they do. And once you understand why, it may transform your view of the narcissist. I'll get to that in a moment. Before we begin, if you're listening to our podcast, please subscribe to our channel. If you're watching this message on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe to help grow our channel. In my video, Karma and the Narcissist, I talked about how narcissists reap what they sow. I mentioned that karma is constant and ongoing in the life of a narcissist. And today, I want to go a little deeper with that message. So I'd like to discuss some of the common mood disorders experienced by narcissists. Many survivors are fixated and beguiled by the images the narcissist posts on social media. I call this digital gaslighting because the narcissist is pulling the wool over the survivor's eyes from afar. Their aim is to trick the survivor into the belief that the narcissist has sailed off into the sunset without any consequences for the harm they've caused. In reality, narcissists don't change. Whatever dysfunction you saw when they were with you hasn't magically gone away. One of the ways cause and effect manifests in the life of a narcissist is that their behavior often leads to them experiencing chronic anxiety and depression. Narcissists are very skilled at keeping these conditions on the down low. In the comment section of my video, Narcissists and Addiction, Marcus123, a member of our community wrote, quote, I found out just last week while looking at my work benefit history that my ex is on two different prescriptions for anti-anxiety pills and two different prescriptions for anti-depression pills. She never told me. I was surprised. In my opinion, it should be everyone that she abuses that should be on those prescriptions because of the destruction she causes, not her, end quote. Now, I know that some of you have had similar experiences because a lot of narcissists are on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. Narcissists usually play this off, just like Marcus123 described. They keep their mental health conditions on the down low. Why? Because depression and anxiety conflict with their self-image is perfect, flawless, and unimpeachable. It's common for them to hide this from their main source of supply, and they won't tell their flying monkeys because they want to maintain the facade. They'll only share this information with someone in the inner circle of the narcissist's fuel matrix, possibly someone in their family of origin. Deep down, narcissists know that almost all of the cause and effect in their life is brought about by their own self-indulgent, impulsive behavior. While they may be attractive, charismatic, cunning, and magnetic, they're not blind to the glaring errors they've made. They know they're constantly blowing relationships, financial security, and business opportunities because of how they choose to live. They're so full of shame and self-loathing that losing is perilous for the psychological well-being of a narcissist. They know that if a narcissistic injury is severe enough, their psyche can completely disintegrate. And this terrifies them because they experienced it in childhood. To survive, they invite the false self in. Losing reminds a narcissist of their true self, 
the one that was rejected and discarded by a narcissistic caregiver, that's the part of themselves the narcissist despises. Narcissistic recovery coach Quinn Holiday explains this in a very interesting way. He says that narcissists are essentially in a marriage with the false self. I've put a link to his video in the show notes down below. Be sure to check it out and let me know what you think of Quinn's take. The threat of psychological disintegration is what triggers narcissistic rage. It's what makes them cruel and sadistic. They'll fight to the death for the false self, for the image of themselves as untouchable and superior. They're driven to aspire to these punishing standards by the false self. This is the brutal inner critic that's contaminated the narcissist's mind and it's convinced them that the false self is their identity. Their inner dialogue is a never-ending psychological assault on the narcissist's inner child. Their shame and pain are constant. It's what fills them with rage. It's why they can never be satisfied. And this is why no matter how much you love them, no matter what status they achieve, you'll find that many narcissists struggle with chronic depression and chronic anxiety. Many of them self-medicate by using and abusing drugs and alcohol, but for many, depression is what drives them to seek counseling. I've put a link to an article about this in the description box if you want to read more about it. I think this is an understanding that can give you some important perspective as you heal. Was a narcissist in your life on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication? If so, please comment down below because I think it's important to challenge some of the stereotypes out there about how narcissists walk away scot-free from the destruction they cause. Often, that's a myth. As the adult child of a narcissist, I grew up in the shadow of this disorder and I've seen its inner workings. What I know for sure is that narcissists are very much affected by setbacks, especially the loss of grade A supply. The grade A supply may be a person, but it can also be a job or another source that gives the narcissist power and control. Ironically, their greatest fear is abandonment. Sometimes they never get over it. Now they're great at hiding it, but the truth of the matter is that it can send the narcissist into a tailspin. I've personally seen it cause overwhelming anxiety and depression for the narcissist. In fact, there's a growing school of thought that believes that depression is as much a feature of narcissism as grandiosity. And I've put a link to that information in the show notes down below. So why does this happen? Seth Rosenthal of Yale University puts it like this, Narcissists have this constant need to have their greatness verified by the world around them. When reality catches up to them, they may react by becoming depressed, end quote. The narcissist in my life was on antidepressants. Two other narcissists I have known were on heavy medications like clonopine, etc. And this is something they kept hidden from their partners and flunkies. Their split Jekyll and Hyde personalities gives them no peace. In fact, one of them confessed to me that they'd gone through their entire life hating themselves. When that same narcissist lost their grade A supply, they threatened to do something very bad, very drastic. What's interesting is the supply who discarded them never knew that the narcissist reacted this way to their departure. 
the supply reeling from the end of the relationship believed the fake life the narcissist projected on social media and the supply suffered over something that had no basis in reality. Rejection can hurt a narcissist to their very core. I've seen narcissists unable to get out of bed, wailing after they discovered that the new supply they'd been grooming ran away with a better prospect. And no, this wasn't a toddler. This was a grown-up, a parent who literally sat in bed sobbing. This is the kind of thing that goes on behind the curtain with narcissists after you leave them. On social media, they were posting photos of themselves at the gym, at the club, jet skiing and traveling. Behind closed doors, the narcissist was frantically calling their confidence at 3 a.m. in the morning, clinging to them for whatever supply they could extract, collapsing in tears and screaming into pillows. These are all things I've seen. One narcissist I knew ended up in the ER at least three times to receive treatment for panic and anxiety after they lost their main supply. So don't be fooled by the motivational quotes on Instagram or the poison posts with the new supply. What's behind the curtain may be an entirely different story. Years after the fact, the narcissist may lament the loss of grade A supply or a missed opportunity. If it granted them access to the life of their dreams, they never get over it. The big takeaway is that while narcissists can be sadistic and cruel, they can also grieve and feel pain and feel loss. They're still human beings. When I mention grief, you may be asking yourself why you're not seeing it. But the fact is that some narcissists numb their grief by intoxication. Usually they self-medicate with alcohol and or drugs. And before we close, I want to make another point about the narcissist's anxiety because it often shows up as insomnia. They stay up at night because they simply can't be at peace. Some narcissists never get more than three hours of sleep. They stay awake, pacing and obsessing over their fear of recompense. They'll often call their confidants and go on long rants or tirades about their lives. It's their paranoia that keeps them up at night. Narcissists may not have a conscience, but they can still experience fear. Without the crutch of narcissistic supply, narcissists are caught in a tsunami of dark, dysregulated emotions that come crashing down on them the moment they know they have no more power over you because you've moved on and the game is over. Guys, that's all I have to say on this topic today. I'd love to hear your take on narcissists, anxiety, and depression. So please comment your experiences and your insight down below. You never know who you may help. I also want to say I'm very grateful to be a part of your healing journey. So if you found this video helpful, please hit the like button. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a thing. Also, don't forget to share this video with two friends who could use this message today. That's it for now. Be good to yourself, and we'll talk again soon.